After being confined to the house for too long, Josh and Maria scoured the internet to alleviate their boredom. In doing so, they have created the ultimate innovation to the fan fiction experience. Fan Friction. Rate and review, please be nice. First podcast, rated M, just in case. All OCs, disclaimer, we own nothing. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fan Friction, the show where we read fan fictions in ridiculous and off-the-wall ways. Uh, yeah, I'm Josh. I'm Maria. And we are here to fuck, fuck shit up. Yep. <laughs> I've been in quarantine too long. Haven't we all? <laughs> All right, guys. Um, so if you don't remember, today's theme is going to be adult cartoons. Adult cartoons. Yeah. Yes. That was a little bit tough for me because I feel like adult cartoons have, they, they definitely have a wide range of audience, but it's definitely not for everybody. And I've never felt like I'm a part of that audience. And, and it might just be the types of adult cartoons that I've seen. But, you know, stuff like South Park and Family Guy, like it was just in you know, The Simpsons. It was never something, A, that I was allowed to watch in my house when I was a kid. And so that, there's no nostalgia kind of thing that comes from it. And also, it's it's just not something that I really grasped, on, grasped onto when I was a teenager either. Yeah, I so. feel that, like, I kind of, like, tried to get into it, like, as a teenager. But, like, there wasn't a lot of shows that I really gravitated towards. Uh, like, I'm still not a big South Park fan. I don't really watch Family Guy. Like, I didn't grow up on The Simpsons. Uh, so yeah. stuff like that. Like, it, I did later, like, find some adult cartoons that I do like, but it's a very limited selection for me. Yeah. But when you do find something, you, you really like it. So. Indeed. Yeah. So we're going to do, uh, you know, still some of the staples of adult cartoons, but uh, we might be branching out from some of the ones that you guys might be familiar with. Yeah. Well, in order to do this properly, we are going to need to draw from the, the Hat of Wonders. So wonderful. So hatty. Hatty, hatty, wonder, wonder. Oh, I'm so scared. Okay. Well, that's one of mine, isn't Yes, it? old British lady. Yes, old British lady. You mean right, old gotta... British lady, not oh, a yes. middle-aged. Yes, old British lady. No, just like that. Yes. All right. What do we got here for me today? Something good, something good, something good. Also one of mine, not one of mine. Baby voice Britney Spears. <laughs> Can you do it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, baby, baby. Yeah, just everything like that. Hashtag save Britney. What uh, was yeah. it? Hashtag save Britney. Hashtag save Britney. Yes. If you don't know about the hashtag save Britney campaign, um, you should read up on it. And yes. if you don't care, uh, then you don't care. Yeah. <laughs> But no, it's, if, whether you believe it or not, it's still a very interesting subject and something to think about within uh, your pop culture and also within rich people's lives that we will ever, never, ever know anything about. So. <laughs> I mean, it's a good day for me when I get a whole, like, giant box of ramen from the store. I'm never going to know that go. life. What are you talking about, dude? Like, uh, yeah. This podcast is going to make us so much money. We've already made exactly zero dollars. It's gonna make us so much money. 
Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're like the weird robot version of Britney Spears right now. I don't know how to do this voice unless I'm singing, yeah. You know what? That's fine. You're like, actually, you've gone more towards Surge Tanky and Britney Spears. So I'm really excited. It's going to be, <laughs> this is going to be weird. So now that we've spent an hour and a half talking about our voices, uh, <laughs> uh, do you want to go first this time? or? Sure. And you know what? I am. I actually have a couple here, so I'm going to let you pick which one you want to hear in okay. Britney Spears' voice. Okay. I have um, a crossover between Family Guy and Pokemon, where, <laughs> where Chris Griffin uh, wakes up on his 16th birthday and goes and gets his first Pokemon. Or I have a weird uh, Futurama and Doctor Who crossover where uh, Zoidberg falls in love with one of Doctor Who's companions and he needs to get her a cat because reasons. That one. That one. (laughs) I feel like it's just weird enough to get some Britney Spears, Surge Tanky, and baby voice. It's going to be real messed up. (laughs) See if I can find that. All right. <laughs> this one is medium long, so we'll see how it goes with this voice. Okay. Uh, <laughs> baby, baby Britney Spears voice. I don't know how to read it. This is going to be He's like prepping himself up here, like just deep breaths. Ground yourself. (laughs) I never knew love could last like this. Wait, is that the song? Is that a song, or is that the actual? No, that's. I'm I'm starting the story. Oh, okay. So you're doing great already. (laughs) Can't even tell. We were there. Things happened. Love was found. (laughs) Sparks flew. And before I knew it, I couldn't tell where my flesh ended and her ooblue began. Wait, what's an ooblue? I don't know. <laughs> Is that like a blum pop or whatever the sim the Sims have? I I don't know what an ooblube is. <laughs> oh man. Cassandra had moisturized Cassandra was moisturized by Dr. Zoyberg's pink slimy flesh. He had molted his shell over her once taut, but now flaccid and strung up body. What has happened? This is not the kind of erotica I read. He's a giant. <laughs> I'm sure there's a market for it. He's a lobster space monster. What do you expect? I I, I didn't expect it to be a pop song. <laughs> I'm not sure that it is. <laughs> The sudden change from her from first person to third person made their love making all the more passionate. Ha! Doesn't George Michael remind you of a bulldog? Cassandra asked. What? (laughs) Yes, always. That's what I think of when I think of George Michael. Wait. I thought he was a bulldog. Zoidberg backed away from Cassandra. Suddenly, this changes everything. I'm sorry, Cassandra, but I have to go. (laughs) What the 
Dr. Zoidberg slipped back into his shell and crab walked away. Well, blue, 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 blue. Oh, now it's turning into a Lady Gaga song. <laughs> he yelled as he left the room. Rah, rah, blue, blue, blue. Rah, rah, blue, blue, blue. Dr. Zoidberg stopped as he exited the room. Oh, no. I will blue, 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 blue it. <laughs> is that actually in there? Yes, it ah! is. Uh, he thought Cassandra was having a wonderful time right up until he left. <laughs> he pinched his claws nervously. Could he ever go back in there after what he did? He mistook George Michael for a bulldog. But Jeremiah was a bulldog, though. He's a bullfrog. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no, I've offended you. Now I have to snap my claws nervously. <laughs> he mistook George Michael for a bulldog when he clearly wasn't based on the diagram just outside the room. It read George Michael versus a bulldog, and the bulldog was... Much smaller than him, so clearly he was not a bulldog. <laughs> I would pay money to hear this in concert. Dr. Zoidberg put on his lab coat. <laughs> He'd make it up to her and take her to a nice restaurant. Nice pause. I, li I like the, the passion and uh, dra dramatic... Ness. <laughs> Take her to a nice restaurant. <laughs> the dumpster, maybe. No, that wasn't fancy enough for her. Probably not. She deserved better than any place among the stars, and she had no money. Oh, no. But she didn't know that. She would find out sooner or later, and especially since he didn't have anything to make up for her. I know a cat. I'll go and find her a cat, and then she will like me again. What? So he's like, he's like, man, I really want to go on a date with this girl, but unfortunately, I don't have any money. No, no, hold on. Let's back up. He's like, man... I, I just mistook George Michael for a bulldog, so now I can't have sex with this girl I like, and I don't think I'll ever be able to see her again, so I'm going to get her a cat, and that'll fix it. I'm just wondering, like, where do, where do you get that thought process? Like, is this something that's in the show with him? Like, does he have that kind of funky thought process? No, I mean, he's he's poor and lives in a dumpster, so all that stuff made sense, but... Like, the I don't whole... know where the cat thing came from. I don't know. I, I really Well, don't. I guess, I guess, like, Zoidberg is, is a doctor, and he's supposed to be one of the, like, leading, like, human doctors, even though he's not human. He's, like, supposed to be, like, a, his specialty is human anatomy and biology yeah. and stuff, but he's really bad at it. He knows nothing about it. So sometimes he thinks these crazy things about people, like, oh, yeah, just uh, put it in your cloaca. People are like, I don't have a cloaca. So he thinks like weird things about people. Oh, so maybe okay. this is that's where they are going. <laughs> the possibility. Okay. All right. He's <laughs> getting her a cat. Yeah. <laughs> I decided I should get Fry and Leela to help me. They were cats, weren't they? 
They're not cats. They're, they're not. They're not, they're not cats cat. at all. I thought I misheard you. I was like, there's no way we're going that direction now. No, because I think, again, this is like his, like, he thinks he knows things about humans, but he doesn't. So that oh. makes sense for Dr. Zoidberg. He's like, yeah, they're cats. No, dude, that's a human. <laughs> I felt like myself again as I came back into first person. I would go back to Professor and find Friday. I don't know where you're going with this voice, but I'm I'm enjoying it. I have no idea either. I, I used to love Britney, and now I can't do a good Britney impression, and I'm ashamed. You sh- should be. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bender opened the door. Hey, the lobster is back. He hasn't been here in, I don't know, a month or maybe... I'm only telling you this so the viewer will have an idea about how much time you've spent away and to leave them wondering. But whatever. He took a cigar and started smoking. Dr. Zoidberg walked in. Fry, Leela, I need some help. (laughs) Okay, snaps. Snaps for you, good sir. Fry walked in, scratching his butt, and Leela came in behind him. Probably also scratching his butt. That's not in the story. I just made that part up. That rhymes. Okay. (laughs) What is it, Dr. Zoidberg? I need some help finding a cat to get Cassandra to like me. I'd watch this episode. I really would. It makes no goddamn sense. But, At all. But I'd watch it. Well, doesn't she already like you, Fry asked. Well, I walked out of our wonderful lovemaking last night. Now she probably hates me. You guys have to help me. I said I looked at Fry and Leela earnestly. Wait, is that just something that people do? Like, they're talking about their friends, like, man, you know, I was having sex with this chick, and then I walked out. Like, is that, like, your first... Like, there's no revving up to it. It's just, like, you plop down on your friend's couch, and you're just like, man, I walked out on this girl having sex last night. Like, do do people do that? I I think in TV shows and movies they do. I've, I've never done that. <laughs> you know what? I have seen people and friends do it. Okay. Yeah. All right. And what's more normal than friends? Yeah, nothing except you know, we we need a laugh track. Life needs a laugh track. Things would be so much better. No, life just needs Samuel L. Jackson to narrate it. True, or Michael Bolton to sing it. No, no. Yes, I would feel it in my heart. Only if he just sings about pirates the whole time. Yeah, he has to just sing about pirates. (laughs) Go ahead. I don't know where this is going anymore. Alright, we'll help you, Dr. Zoidberg. But we have a delivery to make the cat nine the feline planet. Leela said. Does it have cats on it? Dr. Zoidberg asked. What a dumb question. Surprisingly not. It's mostly inhabited by dogs, but we'll tell you if we see one. Okay. Okay. I scuttled away sullenly. I knew that they would be no help. They had jobs to get to. (laughs) Hey, 
Maybe I should get a job. Bender, my friend, I need to get a job to buy, get money to buy a cat. I have an idea. Why don't you go down to the fortune cookie factory? Yeah. I'm sure the... <laughs> Wait, who's trying to get a job now? Zoidberg still. He's oh, trying to get so a job so he can buy a cat now. Oh, okay. Wow. This this is quite an adventure. Why the fortune cookie factory, I asked. I don't know. I just thought it would make for good story material, but also good food material. <laughs> Zoidberg took Bender's advice and went straight into the fortune cookie factory. Oh, look at all this raw material, the cookie manager number one says. I lean up against the batter mixing machine. So ready to give me the, so are you ready to give me the job now, maybe? Suddenly the batter mixing machine topples over. It fell right on top of cookie manager number two. Ah, it burns, he says. He calmly walks away. Oh no. I am so sorry. That's great. You're hired, says cookie manager number one. Sounds about right, yeah. I gladly put on my hat and I show and I followed him down the conveyor belt. Okay, you will be working in the packaging section. You will be loading and unloading the boxes. Unloading, but I thought we were shipping it away. Why do we need to unload them? I asked. I don't know, and I don't care. Just get to work. <laughs> um, How much more of this is there? There's honestly a lot more, so we're just going to end it right there. Uh, okay. We didn't even get to the Doctor Who part, except if you're a, a Whovian, you know Cassandra is the name of one of the Doctor Who's companions. Uh, basically, later on, Zoidberg finds the TARDIS, opens it, the doctor comes out, um, and he defeats, Zoidberg defeats him with the sonic screwdriver and takes a cat from him and gives it to Cassandra, and they all live happily ever after. But it was really a dream, but the cat came out of the dream, so they have a cat now. What? <laughs> okay, yep, okay. exactly that. So, instead of a Britney Spears song, hear me out on this one. I think this should have been a Queen song. Like, Bohemian Rhapsody style, epic. I see a little woman molting on the floor. Scott, what was it? Bloop, 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 or whatever that, like, the thing with this. What, how did they spell it in this? Because it's ridiculous. <laughs> it was like uh, the noise that, like, I don't know. Bloop, 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 bloop. Scala boop bloop, scala boop bloop. Will you do the fact? Will you, will you unload the fortune cookies? <laughs> so yeah, that, whatever that was just yeah, happened. That was very strange. And uh, I do, I do want to read the ending sentence to this. Okay. Because it's very happy. It makes me happy. And quote. It's very happy. I'm sorry. It's very happy. <laughs> but as the one-hour hot dog man said, people will wait for something good. End quote. <laughs> that's beautiful. That is beautiful. I don't know if that's in, like, either the shows or not, but 
that's. I feel like the one hour hot dog man was in an episode. Because there's always crazy inventions and food things. Yeah. I feel like that's really nice, though. It's beautiful. I like it. Well, yeah, that was something. That Um, certainly was something. I've been sitting here watching, like, both of my cats, and one of them has just been, like, climbing around in the closet (laughs) as you're talking about Zoidberg wanting a cat. So, that's been fun. He could have just come here. No. We would have given him both of our cats. All right. So, I think for this voice, because I feel like this might work. With this a lot better than the other one. I have two. One is a uh, X-Men and Archer fanfic crossover. Which is the one I'm going to read as Old British Lady. But then I've got another surprise for you later. That's Rick and Morty. Stay tuned. Rick and Morty. Everybody hear that? I know that's been like a hot topic recently. Because stuff and things. So if you're listening, keep listening. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. I feel like if I say it enough that the internet will hear me. Listen to our podcast. <laughs> okay. But first, we're doing X-Men and Archer. All right. So, uh, this one, we're starting at the very beginning of the story. And uh, I, I'm just going to go for it. It's somebody remembers how I wrote in middle school, and it's me. Um, <laughs> it's awesome. I feel like you actually wrote this in middle school before Archer even came out. Sure, we can believe that. <laughs> All right, old British lady. <clears throat> Ooh. It all started with a meeting in the bullpen of the Figgis Agency. Item one. Mallory Archer looked over at her staff. We need to have a talk about the spray painting in the woman's bathroom. Pam! What? Pam hid some spray cans behind her. Ugh! Mallory wrinkled her nose in distaste. Moving on. You sound a bit like Mallory, too. <laughs> <laughs> like if Mallory was a little more British, like, yeah. Excuse me. A British voice was heard. Hey, it's me. <laughs> Sorry. I did hear one, yes. They looked and saw the... Uh, (laughs) Sorry, I got some British caught in my throat. (laughs) They looked, and at the entrance of the agency were a group of people, mostly wearing black spandex. One was a bald man in a wheelchair wearing a brown jacket, red shirt, and brown pants and shoes. That's a lot of descriptive clothes. Another was a tall black woman with white hair and blue eyes. Another was a red-haired younger woman. As well as a... (laughs) Sorry. I hate it when stories do this. As well as another one. (laughs) Young woman with brown hair with a white streak in them and black gloves. A young man with brown hair, another young man wearing a red visor that hid his eyes. And a strong-looking young man with blue fur and a ponytail. No, no, Mallory groaned. Not, not now. Uh, can I, can I help you? Cyril asked. Is this, there some kind of costume party going on? 
The old man, or the bold man, put his hands to his temple. I need you all to take a nap now. But, but we're not sleepy, Cheryl said. Speak for yourself, Ham yawned. I could go for some Z's after staying up all night getting ripped at Peter Margaritas. Excuse me, but, but who the hell are you? Archer asked. And why do you all look like you're going to Comic-Con? Ooh, is it Comic-Con already? Krieger beamed. I want to go. Krieger, shut up. You have an anime wife in your creepy van. <laughs> <laughs> Professor, Professor Xavier, Red Visor asked. Shouldn't they be out by now? Uh, I'm having some resistance, Scott. Xavier blinked. It's almost as if they're... Their minds aren't there. Well, I, I can't speak for myself, but most of these people, Archer quipped. Oh, ha ha, Cyril snapped. Very funny, Archer. I thought so, Archer smirked. Professor, I'm, I'm not getting anything either, the red-haired woman said. I know, Jean, this, this might be more difficult than I imagined. I don't think anyone in that <laughs> office has a single iota of a brain cell, quite honestly. Truth. Professor, I, I thought you were going to mind zap them so we could get her out of there. A man with black hair, also wearing a black uniform, asked as he walked in. I tried, Logan, but I couldn't get through to them. Don't bother, Xavier, Mallory snapped. I had Krieger put a telepathic blocker on this building when we first moved in. Your little mind tricks won't work on my stuff. Mostly because the majority of them don't have any minds to begin with. Facts. M Mallory, you, you know these people? Lana asked. Yes, I do. And they're leaving, Mallory growled. <coughs> you can drop the act, Mystique. Logan snarled. You're coming with us. Like hell I am! Mallory pulled out a gun from her purse. Whoa, 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 Ho hold on, hold on! Lana snapped. What the hell? Archer was stunned. She owes you money, doesn't she? Ray groaned. Good luck with that, Cheryl scoffed. Oh, good, Logan grinned. Let's do this the hard way. He shot out his claws. Wolverine, don't, the black woman warned. Just, these descriptions are just, like, ridiculous. It's like, we all know who the X-Men are. Just say it. I don't care if you're trying to do it from, like, the Archer world perspective. We all know these characters. Just, just say it's Aurora. Don't say the black woman did that. <laughs> like, it's just, it feels inappropriate. Just call her Storm. She's Storm. Stay out of this, Aurora! Logan barked. This is between the two of us. Uh, guys. A young brown-haired man spoke up. Maybe we should use our, our code names. Just, just a thought. Not now, Bobby! Jean snapped. And you guys say I don't take this stuff seriously, Bobby groaned. We, we do have code names. If we don't, why do we even have code names if we don't even bother to use them? Good point, Bobby. Like, realistically. <laughs> Technically, Jean doesn't have a code name. The young woman with the white streak in her hair spoke. Oh, 
Okay, rogue, I admit you have a point about that. Jean sighed. It's getting really hard to read. It's like everything is the start of a new paragraph because it's just all dialogue. Could somebody please tell me where the hell are you? Who the hell are you people? And what are you doing in my agency? Cyril shouted. Are you clients or not? They're not, Mallory shouted. In fact, they're leaving right now. <laughs> not without you, Mystique, Logan growled at Mallory. Oh, God, mother, Archer groaned. Is this another one of your boyfriends? Perfect. Sterling, not now, Mallory groaned. It is, isn't it? Archer shouted. God, is there anyone you haven't screwed? Uh, I don't think so, actually, no. <laughs> That's actually a good question, Logan growled. Which she's going to answer. Ah, rude. Along with a lot of other ones. Logan, not like this, Aurora said. Why the hell not, Logan shouted. If she thinks she can hide behind civilians. What did he just call us? Cheryl said. Hey, are you dissing us, bitch? Whoa. Cheryl said. You do not want to get on Cheryl's bad side here. <laughs> Wolverine, Scott said. We don't need this to get out of hand. Shut it, Summers! Logan growled. We're taking her down now! Just <laughs> shut up, Scott. Don't don't ever talk. We're gonna do this nicely while I blast everyone with my eyeballs. Anyway. <laughs> He's always trying to play like Boy Scout, and then he ends up like killing a lot more people than everybody else, because... Because he dropped his glasses. Oh yeah, that was totally not on purpose. You're not taking my mother anywhere! Archer pulled out his gun. Don't hurt them, Jean said. They don't know what they're doing! Facts. Wanna bet? Lana challenged as the agency got ready to fight. Oh, this is going to be one of those meetings, is it? Cyril groaned. And scene! I would like to point out, <clears throat> as I clear my throat, goodness gracious, British lady had so much, like, saliva stuck in her throat. Is <laughs> that how all old British people? <laughs> and you were worried about your throat being too dry. Oh, yeah, no. I got too many frogs up there. Okay. That <laughs> was a lot. <laughs> yeah, and actually, at the end of it, I do want to, uh, here, let me go back to the actual fanfiction. Where are you? Oh, no, who's it going? No, no, it's familiar. So, it goes through this whole fight. Uh, Pam ends up molesting two of the X-Men. I remember one of them was Like Logan. she would, yeah. yeah. And she keeps, like, honking their boobies, and because it's Pam. And then, like, uh, Cheryl gets touched by Rogue, but then since Cheryl's just pumped full of so many drugs and toxicity, that Rogue just goes into, like, a, like basically an epileptic attack because of how much shit is in Cheryl's brain. And then, like, yeah, it's just, it was I, a lot. <laughs> I can totally see this episode happening. Yeah. Quite honestly. And, you know, I, I also completely believe that Mallory is Mystique. <laughs> mm -hmm. that makes sense in my brain as soon as i read that because i'm like why are they here for matt like i knew they were here for mallory but i was like why 
why are they here for her? And then as soon as they said Mystique, it was like, oh, okay, I got you. Found it. Uh, so essentially what ends up happening is Mystique shoots Logan, or Mallory, but they find out it is really Mystique. They shoot, she shoots Logan, and then we're going to stop it right there because Archer just woke up. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Yeah. Ah! Archer shot up in bed. He was sweating. What? Where? He looked around. He was in his bedroom. Are bottles you not, of alcohol. Are oh, you not an old lady anymore? Oh, do you want me to be an old lady? I could still be an old lady. Uh, yeah, oh! <laughs> Archer shot up in bed. He was sweating. What? Where? He looked around. He was in his bedroom. Bottles of alcohol were everywhere, as well as a few pizza boxes. The TV was on. Oh, right. Archer realized he had drank from a scotch bottle. As he drank from a scotch bottle, there was an X-Men Evolution Marathon on last night. Then Archer really made a loud burp. I really need to stop getting blasted and watching cartoons. On the other hand, if that dream was true, that would explain a lot. Archer blinked. Except for why I do have this weird feeling that this has been done before. Ah, uh, the whole everything was a dream thing. Logan emerged from under the covers. That is so overdone. <laughs> I know I... Archer did a double take. Wait a minute. Is, is this a dream? And, and is this a dream? And if, if it is, is it your dream or mine? I, I, I don't know. Logan blinked. They both looked at each other, then realized they were both naked. Ah! They both screamed at the same time. <laughs> the end. End scene. Take two. <laughs> oh, oh, uh... Yeah. So yeah, the whole story was just uh it was all a dream that happened while Logan and Archer were dreaming about having sex with each other, maybe. maybe. Or maybe they were really having sex with each other. Yeah, we don't know. Only the old British lady knows for sure. And I I, I think I'd be loath to ask her to reveal her secrets. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's <laughs> There was a lot. There was just a lot. But I, I always have fun being an old British lady. Who doesn't have fun being in an old British lady? I don't know. Maybe some old British ladies. Eh. Maybe. Like, if you ask them, they're probably like, man, I wish I was, like, 40 years younger. But, but whatever. Like, I'm an old British lady. That's 10 times better than being an old American lady. It's 150 times better. Yeah. Okay. I have my Rick and Morty story here, and it's it's a bit fucked up. So there's this character named Ship. Do you remember a character named Ship at all in Rick and Morty? Because I don't. I do I looked it up not. online, and it wasn't there. So I think they just made up this character. Yeah, it's, maybe it's the ship. It could be, but it's actually a person. It's a girl. that uh, It's a girl robot that Rick created. Because I think both uh, Beth and Jerry have passed away, and so has uh, Morty. Morty's dead. And Aww. it's just Rick and Summer now, and 
it's kind of gotten out of hand. Like, they're both going through their depressive periods. Um, and Summer is, you know, people in town are, like, basically calling her a witch. They're calling her crazy and a weirdo. And so she can't go anywhere without that. But then she has this robot friend that it seems that Rick has crafted for her. And it's programmed to basically be in love with Summer. Like, actually in love with her. And it's programmed to make Summer fall in love with the robot so that they can be happy. Um, but at the same time, Rick has also uh, Frankensteined Morty back together. About goddamn time. He was dead for way too long. The whole two <laughs> minutes that I knew Morty was dead. Yeah, he too Frankensteins long. him back together, but he can't eat food. He can eat not not like regular food, but he can eat people. So yeah, zombie Morty. Zombie. He basically made zombie Morty, but Summer doesn't know anything about this. So uh, the robot's name is Ship, and they've gone on picnics and they're having a good time. So we're gonna um, start with Summer's in her room, and Ship is trying to get upgraded by Morty because she wants Ship is the girl robot who wants to impress Summer. Right. So upgrades would impress her even more. So Would it, though? <laughs> yes, upgrades like having a sense of taste is what she wants next. But she's so getting this she from Morty. Or not Morty, Rick. She's okay. from Rick, not Morty. No, Morty, Morty's strapped to a table and can't move. Yeah. Anyway, it's fucked up. It's really fucked up. We're like, this is the ninth chapter into this story. And it's the last one that's available. It's a little, it's fucked up. Okay. I must say that like five more times. It's fucked up. Anyway. <laughs> Any day <right>. now. <clears throat> it's only, we're only two hours into the recording process. It's fine. <laughs> a loud scream echoed outside of Summer's door, startling her awake. Jolting up from the bed, Summer rushed to peer out over the long, dark hallway. Ship? Summer whispered hurriedly staring down the shadowy abyss in front of her. Ship, are you there? The response followed as she tried to shuffle down, or no response followed, as she tried to shuffle down the hallway to the dumb waiter. I don't know what that is, but I think it's a room. It's it's not, but what that's okay. I don't remember what a dumb waiter is. It's the thing in the wall where they used to like hoist food and stuff through oh really that's a dumb waiter i didn't know that that yeah. makes sense though it's a dumb waiter gotcha yep i don't know i just i thought it was a food shoot or something like that like because <laughs> yeah let me just go get this out of the food shoot <laughs> okay a large thud could be heard closer to the front entrance as she passed the kitchen stupid a voice muttered as the shuffling sound could be heard from a few feet away from Summer's position. Ship, get over here and help me. Rick's voice became clearer as Summer turned into, tuned in to the conversation. Master, I should go check on some... Don't you want this, Ship? What was it that Summer said you would do, be next? Dreamy? Summer could see a silhouette of Rick gesturing to something slumped over on the floor. Fantastic. Ship seemed to not need any more convincing as she picked up the limp figure. Summer covered her mouth as a scream 
caught in her throat. It was the tea shop waitress. Blood could be seen dripping from the back of her head, as if hit by a blunt object. I'll go check up on your little darling. You go back, or you go put my lab back in order. Summer, uh, Summer's eyes never strayed from the two's position as she slowly crept back towards her bedroom. Every creak and slip of her feet made a shiver as she finally crossed the threshold of her room. Ever so slowly, Summer tried to close her door without creaking the old wood. Finally, after getting it closed, Summer rushed to her bed, shoving herself under her covers. Her eyes, or she shut her eyes tightly as she heard her door handle sliding out of place. Every heavy step towards her made her heart grow with dread. Summer felt a small dip near her ankles as Rick sat on her bed. Poor innocent girl, Rick huffed out as a bandaged hand brushed against her forehead. That's what you're thinking, aren't you? Summer shivered as Rick's voice resonated in her ear like a fly. I saw you, Rick sang into her ear. Summer's eyes flew open as Rick's hands lifted her up from her lukewarm bed. Oh, Summer, I won't hurt you, Rick reassured as Summer shivered in his grasp. Rick, why? Summer stammered as she pushed away from his chest, trying to escape his grasp. Rick stood from her bed, guiding the two towards the elevator. They are the ones who took something from us. Don't you remember, Summer? Rick said as he crushed her closer to his chest. But guess what? I took back what they stole from us. As the elevator opened, Rick stepped out onto his floor. I think it's time you two see each other again. Summer's eyes bulged, thinking he was going to put her in the room with the possibly dead waitress. Please, Rick. Summer hiccuped as tears brimmed in her eyes. Shh. I know it's so much to take in. Rick comforted her as he turned the knob. Morty, your dear sister's here to see you. Scene. No. <laughs> Although Rick Rick would do that. He'd he be extremely drunk while he's doing it. Morty, Morty, your, your sister's here to see you. <laughs> Stop eating my hand. <laughs> Eat that dead girl's hand. That's fine. Do that. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. Hey, Morty. <laughs> cat's looking at me like I'm fucking insane. <laughs> Look, it's just down here like, what is happening to you? You don't want to know. Oh, so yeah, there's your little slice of Rick and Morty. I can't wait for the next chapter now. Is that the only one there is? That's the last one. Oh, okay. There's nine chapters total, and that was the ninth one. Are they still ongoing? I don't know. I don't know. Because, I mean, I, I feel like there's a lot of world building that could take place here. It could be really awesome. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, possibly? It was updated August 22nd, but it was published February 10th, so... Eh, it sounds like they're still going strong. Yeah, maybe. Well, I have something else to answer that real quick. Um, I have, like I said, a Family Guy Pokemon crossover... Uh, Chris gets his first Pokemon at age 16 and goes out. Um, 
this was just generally weird to read. Like the prof- the Pokemon professor was Quagmire and <laughs> Yeah. It's anyway. Uh we're just gonna pick it up right after um Chris gets his first Pokemon, which is an unknown, if you know what that is. Nope. And I if you don't, that's fine. <laughs> So he had like a choice between a Geodude and Unown, and he didn't even look at the third choice. He's like, no, that thing's cool. It's mysterious. And we'll just pick it up there after he gets his first Pokemon. <laughs> All right, time to start my Pokemon adventure, yelped Chris, dashing out of the lab. Chris tried to run to Route 1, but got tired along the way, so he decided to take a rest on a bench. Another trainer walked by and laughed at him. Chris couldn't figure out what was funny. When he finally caught his breath, Chris got up and started walking at a brisk pace. Once he made it to Route 1, he was spotted by a female trainer. Oh crap, that girl's coming over, Chris mumbled worriedly. And she's cute. (laughs) Oh no, the cute girls. Hey, what's up, trainer? You new? Chris was unable to respond, instead only making weird sounds. Uh, okay, do you need help, or... Chris managed to get his act together somewhat, and then muttered, Fine, I'm, I'm fine. No, I'm good. Re- real good. Very, very good. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, I'll be seeing you around, I guess. <laughs> the girl backed away slowly, then started walking quickly in the opposite direction Chris was going. Ugh! I'm so stupid. Why can't I talk to girls? Chris scolded himself. He was so frustrated. He hadn't even noticed a Spearow heading right towards him. The tiny bird flew into Chris's shoulder, knocking him over. Ow! Chris cried. What was that? Chris staggered back up, finally spotting the feral bird. I'm gonna die, yelled Chris. I can't fight this thing. Spiro swooped back around and started making its way to the obese t- teenager. Just then, Chris's fight-or-flight instinct started to take over. He readied up into a fighting stance and keeping a sharp eye on the bird and waiting for it to strike. A nearby trainer took notice of the shameful display and shouted, Use your Pokemon, you idiot! Don't you have one? Immediately, the gears in Chris's brain began to turn. Pokemon? Where had he heard that before? All right, unknown, Chris blurted out. Chris grabbed the ball from his waist and launched it at the Spearow. Go, unknown. Unknown broke out of the Pokeball. Awesome, my first battle. Unknown turned to Chris, waiting for instructions. Well, what are you waiting for? Attack, Chris ordered. That was good enough for unknown, apparently. He started to store up energy, but... Spearow was too quick. It rammed into Unown, dealing heavy damage. No! Unown! Chris's Pokemon was just too weak. The attack knocked it out cold. Chris had to withdraw it into the Pokeball and make a break for the nearest Pokemon Center. This is gonna be a long journey, Chris thought to himself before whiting out. And scene. (laughs) Alright! I mean... Technically, Ash is one of the worst Pokemon trainers of all time, but I think Chris is a little bit worse. <laughs> I think he is a little bit worse, too. I know nothing about Pokemon, and I, I still, you know, I read the instruction manual. Also, why are, like, 
is that just a regular thing in the Pokemon universe? Like, you're just randomly, like, walking home from the grocery store and, a, like, somebody else's Pokemon just decides it's going to destroy you? No, it'd be, like, wild Pokemon. Oh, okay. So it's a wild Pokemon that's just decided to destroy you. Yeah. That's like Australia, dude. That's that's crazy. Well, that's why in the Pokemon universe, when you turn 10, you get your own little destructive Japanese monster to carry around with you. That's crazy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's some Australia shit. Yeah, that's what Australia needs is Pokemon. So I, that whenever they're like giant crabs or I Tasmanian think... devils or... Maybe they just need to you know. catch those and use them for self-defense. Like, all the different types of ants. Yeah, no, you're right. Just put it in, like, one of those, like, little balls that you get from, like, little eggs from the little quarter dispenser things. Yeah. You know, the ones at the grocery store? Uh-huh. <laughs> in the 90s? Are they, I don't know if they still have those. I think somewhere might still. Probably. I don't know. Dollar stores still have them. Cool. Yeah. And dollar stores don't have anything for a dollar anymore, so times have changed, but not the little egg things. Oh, the times, they are changing. Okay. Was that supposed to be your Britney Spears voice? I'm so unsure anymore. I have no idea. Okay. I think that was my my Justin Timberlake voice. Well, man, that was quite an adventure. It was something. <laughs> I'm glad that we did this together. I'm glad that we were able to experience these uh, these cartoon classics. Indeed. What should we do next time? Oh, dang it. We had this. We always forget right before this happens. We um, always do. Mm, I had it. I had it. Oh, it was uh, RPG games. Ooh, so I can do Pokemon again. No, oh, yeah. come on. That's... You just did Pokemon. No, I did Family Guy. Stop it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do, we can either narrow it down or we can just say RPG games. So Dungeons and Dragons. I feel like that's a little bit too wide. Because <laughs> that's like literally anything. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, we, we can do, do RPG like... games. We'll figure something out for it. Yeah. Or we could do something more specific so that we can do, like, different RPG games later, or... Well, I think if we make it more broad right now, we can, like, focus on one of the other games yeah, later. somebody, like, if, you know, out of the 11 people that listen to us, one person's like, hey, I really liked what you did with that Mass Effect one, then we can... We can do a whole Mass Effect episode. Yeah. This is why your comments are important to us. Let us yes. know. Hit us up. Send us letters. Send us, send us letters. I want to be your pen pal. As always, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just and, look for Fan Friction. And at our house. And at our house. And at the grocery store. Not not ever there. We don't go there. <laughs> we, we do that sometimes. Anyway, as usual, there is good fiction. There's bad fiction. And there's nothing quite like Fan, fan Friction. friction. Thanks, like, y'all. Bye! Bye!